Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Single Minded, where we're flipping the script on being single. Hey, Linda. Hi, Hannah. Hi, everyone. (laughs) Where's your energy? I've got heaps of energy today. This is my third hour of podcast recording. I'm feeling because it's in the afternoon, I'm much better in the afternoon than I am in the morning. We haven't spoken. When the hell are you coming home and how was New Year's Eve? So I was meant to be flying back yesterday via Brisbane. Obviously, that got cancelled. So I ditched my Brisbane plans, cancelled my flight. I am now in the Gold Coast. I'm actually, I can see the border of New South Wales from my desk in my hotel room, which is a little bit disconcerting, mm. but I'm I'm literally walking the opposite way every day to get lunch away from the New South Wales border. So I'm just above Tweed Heads in Coolangatta. Well, life for me is starting to get really boring. So can you hurry up? <laughs> I'm used to I'm your happy back. face I'm ho- every morning at the coffee shop, although <laughs> Sloney Ranger hasn't opened up yet. They need to hurry up too. What? No, it's not open. Why haven't they? They're still on holidays. So I'm just in this. Oh, they're on holiday. No man's land here. Right. Where are you getting your coffee? My, oh, my. My, my. That's okay because the barista's teeth are so dazzling. (laughs) I am just falling big time. (laughs) Mum loves good teeth. She does. Oh, my God. Yes. These aren't real, though, but they're fabulous. Go on. Do you think they're veneers? Oh, they're 100% veneers and they're whiter, whiter than white. Absolutely gorgeous. (laughs) I hope he's not listening. <laughs> yeah, no, he loves this podcast. He's he's not he's a man and he's not single. <laughs> so, New Year's Eve. So I actually, in preparation for this, I didn't want to tell the story myself because I think I would stuff it up and I wanted to get my friend who was with me was telling me the story and I was laughing so much that I got her to record the story so that you could hear all about it. So it's New Year's Eve and Hannah is on the hunt for her midnight kiss. We walk into the bar and she spots the only 30-year-old in the whole place. It was literally crawling with 18-year-olds. And she just points in his direction and says, I've spotted someone. I'm going to kiss him later. She was giving him her Hannah sexy eyes, which, by the way, have an amazing success rate. And he came over and asked to dance with us. That's when she found out he was a travelling nomad just like her who had left Victoria and was travelling around Queensland with no real plan. He was staying in hostels, he works in marketing too, and his parents are Italian. And she turns to us, pretty drunk at this point, and says very seriously, guys, I think this is my soulmate. In the harsh daylight of the next day, when all of the soulmate vibes and alcohol had worn off, she couldn't wait for him to leave. She even thought he had done a runner, which she was thrilled about, but he just went to buy a phone charger and a toothbrush. Wow, so was he your soulmate? (laughs) <laughs> no, he wasn't. <laughs> I tend to think people are my soulmate within the first hour of meeting them. And then, you know, within a few hours, I realize they're not. That seems to be quite a common occurrence for me. I don't know if anyone else relates to that, just, but I'm just like. I'm not even sure I believe in soulmates. No, I don't no. either. It's just me being silly. Yes, it's me being yes. silly. So on today's episode, Linda, first of all, we are going to have a little chat about psychics because I saw a psychic, I think I saw a psychic around Christmas and then I saw an energy healer on the 31st of December and I'm going to interview her for this episode to talk about what exactly energy healing is. You 
did a little bit of research on psychics, didn't you? Well, when we started this podcast, I just thought I was <laughs> yeah. going to be giving mum advice on dating. <laughs> and now I have to Google things like things that I don't have interest in, like psychic readings, energy healing, and that word new year manifestations. And because as you know, as you know, I'm pretty black and white. You are very black and white. So I've Googled cycled readings, energy healing, and really, I mean, aren't they just forms of therapy? And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But with regard to psychics, I'm definitely a non-believer. Yep. I don't know if you are, but I don't believe anyone has psychic powers that enables them to see the future or the past, speak to angels, speak to dead people. (laughs) Anyone who says they can predict the future, sorry, is just talking a bit of nonsense (laughs) without being mean. (laughs) So, I okay, so I'll tell you what happened during the psychic reading and it kind of threw me a little bit. So, there was this guy that I've known for many years and he got in contact with me when I got to Byron because he's living in the Gold Coast. And I was chatting to the psychic and we were talking quite a lot about my love life. And she said to me, you need to, like in your dating life, you need to stop you know, meeting guys at bars or meeting guys going for a drink or whatever. And she was like, I think the way that you're going to meet someone is by doing hobbies and activities that you love. Agree. That was like a big theme of the psychic reading. Anyway, so as soon as I hung up from her, because it was a Zoom call, like the second that I hung up from her, this guy from my past called me and it was a random number and I answered Mm -hmm. and he was like, come to the Gold Coast, bring your running gear, like we'll go for a hike or we'll go to the beach or whatever. And so I instantly was like, oh, that's my soulmate. Shock horror. He's not my soulmate. So that was my experience with the psychic. Well, she sounds, he, she sounds sensible, giving you (laughs) good advice. But, I mean, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But she wasn't getting you to talk to somebody that died. No, that's a, Linda, that's a medium. Oh, that's a medium. I forgot to Google mediums. That's okay. okay. We'll do that another time. Oh, no, no, ha- no, however- no, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. But what I did want to say was that overwhelmingly, I guess, the the advice that I had, and I, and I wanted to talk about some of my like manifestations for 2021 based on the two readings that I had. I think the biggest takeout for me was that I want to focus more on my own hobbies and trying new things. So I want to do pole dancing. I want to join a netball team. So I want, I want to do more hiking, maybe go camping. I want to do all the things that like I want to do. And then I actually want to take a break from dating because it's it's been a bit too much. That I, I'm a like bit over a it. Very good idea. I saw all the netball texts. No one asked yes. me. It's on family fun. No one asks me I if I want to join a netball team. Thank you very well, much. Do you want to join a netball team? Absolutely not. My nails are too long and my boobies are too big. <laughs> oh my God. That's good. That's funny. So anyway, I have decided that in 2021, I am, I guess my news, my dating resolution is I've gone off the online dating apps. 
I have like stopped giving sex eyes to guys in the street <laughs> and in restaurants and I'm literally just going to focus on my head down. Head down. Yeah, no, I'm really going to focus on new hobbies, new activities, things that I love to do, which was really the takeout from that psychic reading. But I'm going to interview today. Her name is Raylene Byrne. She's an energy healer. I had an energy healing with her on the 31st of December and it was really incredible. I loved it. And then, Linda, you are going to listen and let me know your thoughts on energy healing at the end. Cannot wait. I'm really excited to introduce Raylene Byrne. She is in the field of energy medicine and I actually had an energy healing session with her on the 31st of December, just before the new year, which I thought was the perfect time to clear all that bad energy. And I guess I wanted to get you on to talk a little bit about how you got into the field, what you do, and you explained something really interesting to me in the session about the 3D world versus the 5D world. So I wanted to touch on all of those things today. So I had a consultation with you and I had absolutely no idea what to expect. My friend just said, you're going to love it. And I sort of, I literally went in with no expectations. It was, it was amazing. I absolutely loved it, but I would love to hear from you. What happens in one of your consultations, like the one that I had? Okay. So because I see energy and I can read energy and I see people's auras and energy fields, when I connect in with a person I'm working with, it's like their whole life lights up, their whole energy field lights up. So I'm able to see where there's stagnation, heaviness, blockages, where things aren't moving. And also I get very clear, it's very intuitive, I get very clear messages around ages where things have got started or triggered or locked in, where an event or a situation may have happened that has triggered a, well, for want of a better word, a past soul memory, and that locks in and becomes a behavior in this life. So I know it's sort of a bit hard for people to understand, but when I work with people, I step into your energy field. And in that space, I am very connected to consciousness, let's put it that way, very connected to consciousness and your, whoever I'm working with, their highest healing self. So I'm in a higher level communication and your highest healing self is actually directing what the most beneficial healing, release, clearing upgrades that you're requiring at that time. See, the thing is, and this is what people forget, when you go to see an energy worker or a healer or whatever, in the old world, a lot of people had the belief or the concept that the healer is going to fix me. I don't believe that. I've never believed that. My understanding of doing energy work and doing the, for want of a better terminology, healing stuff, is to hold such a clear space that the reflection and the information that is in the person I'm working with is made aware for them. And in that moment of awareness, in that exact moment where, you know, it's like an age or a belief or something that's going on in their life, in that moment, that awareness opens up their own healing ability. So you're, the person I'm working with actually does their own healing because that's what healing is, awareness, the moment of awareness. When you have awareness about anything, you can never plead ignorant. So true. You've got to do something about so it. So true. <laughs> so and I, that's why it's really hard for me to say, oh, I'm a healer. It's like, well, I work with energy medicine because 
I don't take the responsibility on for fixing anybody because nobody needs to be fixed. We can do it ourselves. I love what you said about the awareness. So something that came to me, you said, you know, what do you want clarity on? And I said, oh, my love life. And it was so funny because we did that whole session and you, you said so many things that resonated with me. And I honestly, last night, it finally dawned on me. <laughs> I'm choosing the wrong men. It literally just dawned on me and I was like, oh my God. Like I couldn't even believe that I hadn't figured that out in the past year and why I was not having any luck and why I never went past one or two dates. And anyway, that was just my little <laughs> takeaway. But literally, you're so right. Like you can't really start to fix something or heal something until you're aware of it. Yeah, that's it. When you have that awareness, when the person receiving like yourself has that epiphany, that awareness, it's like your whole energy field starts to rearrange because it's been upgraded. Mm. It can't pretend it's yeah. not happening anymore. It has to do something different. It has to get yeah. a new action, a new habit, a new belief. It has to source something else from within. And this is the beauty of energy medicine, everything. And look, I've written a book. And in the book, I talk all the way through it around everything we need to know we already have within. But we've been so disconnected from that purity of self. We've been so disconnected from it that as we're stepping into this new energy, new world, new human, new earth, whatever the hell you want to call it, as we're getting closer to it, we are starting to connect more and more into that inner knowing. And in the bigger picture, when you look at back at 2020, what did 2020 do? It drove everybody in. It pushed everybody yeah. in to look at their life. What do I actually want? What makes me happy? Do I really want to keep living and struggling and striving like this? How can I make my life better? These are soul questions. And so when we go in, when we go in and connect to that part of ourselves, that soul part, it knows everything that we need to know in this life. It's got everything. But we've forgotten to connect. So a lot of the energy work I do and the soul mentoring is to help people reconnect back in and listen to their own inner wisdom because you've got everything there, everything. So we had a little chat first and then you do the energy work. And can I ask you about the burping? Is that okay? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Because Erica um, did tell me that and I and you told me just before. <laughs> and I just wanted to know like wh how it happens and, wh and what it means. Okay, so... First of all, before I go into it, I've tried everything for years to stop it. I actually thought there's something wrong with me. And everywhere I've gone, acupuncture, medicine, um, Chinese herbs, everything, nothing works. And I finally found yeah. out that a lot of people do who do energy medicine or energy work, they burp or they yawn. Mm. And the, one of the reasons is because when I'm in somebody else's energy field, so I'm connected into their energy field, so I'm in everything that they're going through, thinking, feeling, saying, everything. When things are coming up, when we target things or there's toxicity or there's energy leakages, whatever, when I burp, it's my way of processing so I don't hold it. Yeah. So I'm not carrying it. And, you know, one of the things I learned a very, very long time ago, I was listening to a, a very well-known energy worker who is presented at the United Nations, and she said what she did at the end of every session was she'd go and eat a packet of Tim Tams. Mm. And it was like, whoa. And she said to me, all energy workers end up being really fat because they take on everybody's stuff and process it. And I sat there and I went, that ain't going to happen to me. 
because I don't believe yeah. that. That's her experience. It's not my experience. And so, mm -hmm. you know, the burping is just it's like a my own energy field going, let's get rid of that, get rid of that, get rid of that. So it's a process of shifting and releasing. And mm -hmm. what's happened, funnily enough, there are people who have worked with me for some time and um, they've started burping as well and they go, oh, my God, you can feel the release. You can feel the release as soon as you burp. And, you know, and it might sound disgusting. It's not bad, but it's when I can sit with a person. No, it wasn't at all. <laughs> I didn't think it was at all. It was all, it was all part of the experience, <laughs> I thought. And the thing is I can sit and talk with a person for an hour or two hours and as soon as I go into that energy field, that's when the burping starts. So it's definitely an energetic exchange where I am not allowing myself to hold it. And, you know, it's interesting because when I go into that field of working with a person, my intent, and it has been all along, is I am willing and prepared to do whatever this soul is requiring, but I don't want to remember anything that happens to them. And so mm. because I've made that commitment, I can go into big stuff with people and at the end of it when I come out, I have no memory of what it was because I'm in that moment. I'm in like a different, I'm not tranced out, as you know, I wasn't tranced out, but there's mm. a place I go to where my memory banks switch off in my brain and I have no recollection of whatever has transpired. So in the session that we had, there was a couple of things that you said that have just really stuck with me. The first one was like you wake up and say, I am the priority. Was that the line? I couldn't quite remember it. No, 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 no. The, the process is, it? and this is for everyone, it's a five-minute exercise. Yep. Yeah, Sit out in nature somewhere, close your eyes, and as you breathe in, you say to yourself, today I am my purpose. Purpose, that's the word. And, oh, I and, had to remember. And, and as you exhale, you say, I'm willing and prepared to do what that takes. And then you inhale again. Today I am my purpose. I am willing and prepared to do what that takes. And the reason why is because in our old world, we were told and conditioned to believe that we yep. had to find our purpose outside of ourselves. Tell me what my purpose is. Show me what my purpose is. What am I meant to be doing so I can get on with it? Okay. So it was all about other people telling us what our purpose was. And in our new world, our soul is here for a reason. Our soul has this unique frequency that it needs to express and contribute and be of service. And our soul knows what it's got to do. But we've disconnected yep. from it. So as we're coming into this new time of energy, new frequency, new aspect of selves, our purpose is what our soul knows. So when we start to embody doing that little mantra for five minutes every day for two to three weeks or four weeks, what you're doing is you are embodying the belief that I am my purpose. So therefore, therefore my soul, knowing that I'm okay with that, can then start to place in front of me the things that are the best way for me to express myself as my purpose. Mm, I love that. So it may not be what, what we think, I've got to be the best radio announcer in the world. That's my purpose. It may not be. Maybe your purpose is to be so clear in communication that it inspires other people to want to bring out more of themselves, something like that. So you start to focus on that and what happens, all these other opportunities and ways to express that start to come into your life because that's your purpose. It's a way easier way of living. Mm, yeah. And are there any other, aside from I love that mantra, are there any other spiritual practices that you recommend, I guess, as part of 
spiritual medicine or medicine for the spirit? <laughs> Loads. Look, I've got heaps of, um, I've got quite a few ebooks on my site with lots of stuff in it. Yep. And I've got a book called Alchemy of Awareness, which is available on my website and some of the bookshops. That's a really good place to start because it's 52 chapters of how to shift your consciousness to up level into the mm-hmm. new new frequency. And every chapter has actions to take, processes to do, really simple. And you look, if anyone ever decides they want to connect with me or whatever, I'm all about simplicity and making things that work in a short amount of time. In our old world, we were so used to doing so much work to get ahead, so much stuff that we had to put in place. It's not that way anymore. It's how do I want to feel? I want to feel connected. Okay, so what do I need to do? I need to actually breathe the connection feeling into the earth. Two minutes, done. Go for a walk on the beach with bare feet, done. It's this whole thing that we're shifting out of all the things I have to do, which means in that old world we're living from a mental perspective. But when we start to move into the feeling world because we're starting to connect more with energy, things happen like that. Mm, that's, yeah. that's where we're going. Yeah, on that note, I think I'm going to have to go for a beach walk um, now that you've said that. I'm I'm so all about the bare feet. My friends know this about me is that any opportunity to be barefoot where it's socially acceptable, I will be barefoot. What is it about bare feet? It's about connecting to the energy of the earth. Look, I'm a barefoot mm. person. I, I do a lot of speaking in the corporate world, bringing soul to the corporate world, and I often do most of my talks barefoot. And they've actually come to expect that now. Oh, here she comes, the barefoot one. But... It's because it's about a connection. And this is really interesting. A lot of the Indigenous cultures will say when you have something on your feet, it's like walking through life with blindfolds on because you're not feeling the earth. So in our world, we've been told to wear shoes. It's a, it's, for me, it's another form of disconnection. And as we're starting to want to be more uh, within ourselves and more attuned to the earth, you're going to see more and more people going barefoot and not in shopping centres. I mean, it's a bit, bit grotty, but <laughs> in nature, going barefoot, getting, and it's really important. I say to everyone, at least once a day, go and walk outside, put your feet on the earth just for a few breaths, just go and put your feet on the earth, no shoes, nothing, just mm. be connected. Because when we start to do that, what we're doing is we're getting a clear energetic inhalation and exhalation with the earth. Mm. You know, when we're breathing, we're breathing with the earth, that energy's flowing into us it also balances us on an energetic level and you know one of the things around walking barefoot at the beach especially at the beach is there's an alchemic process that happens where the earth the air and the water meet and it's about healing it's a healing energy that happens there and so when you look back through history people would be sent to the seaside to convalesce and so there's so something really important around being at the ocean area or the sea area with your feet on the sand. And from another perspective, there's a lot of ions, I-O-N-S, around which bring balance. And also when we have our feet on the sand, we are immediately doing a clearing of our energy systems and our energy centres. They're being brought into balance and aligned. And that's why so many people will say they can go to the beach for 15 or 20 minutes and they come home and they feel completely different. Yeah. It's a natural healing space. Mm. 
Well, on that note, I'm going to head off to the beach now. Thank you so much, Raylene. I will put all the links to your website and eBooks in the episode notes. So if anyone is interested in reading more about those spiritual practices, head to the episode notes and there'll be a link there. Thanks so much. Thank you. Lovely chatting to you. So what did you think of all that? Is it too woo-woo for you? Or- I actually had already read some of the info you'd sent me on Raylene. Yes. And I thought it made good sense. She recommends all sorts of things that I agree with, like breath work, movement, yes. essential yes. oils, candles. But I just had to wonder at, and I've never heard of them before, <laughs> smudge sticks, which you wave, yeah. wave around your body or around a room to clear up stale negative energy yeah and then I read her action plan totally agree with all of that more fruit veg more juice more water more movement 100% practice deep breathing have nature time have some silence try a sauna but I I tried a sauna early last year (laughs) and although I was super impressed it had Netflix on a small screen in the cubicle But I was so hot, so bored, so claustrophobic, and I had Rob sitting up next to me sweating. Um, It was actually not good. I feel like is that... Is that a menopause thing or that's just a you thing? Oh, no, this was saunas. a small cubicle. And I wasn't so sure about her item on activating <laughs> your feet, is it chakras, and seeing streams of light flooding out of your feet deep into the earth. I love that. I I prefer you, a good foot massage myself. No, so I really agree with the barefoot thing. So as you know, when I go to Thailand, I always go barefoot the whole time that I'm there. So I stop wearing shoes. Aren't you worried you're going to get something? No. So what happens is your feet kind of after a few days, your feet toughen up. There's no like glass or anything. It's it's not really kind of the place that I go is not littered or anything. So I go barefoot the entire time, walk through the jungle like wherever I'm going I go barefoot and I really agree with what she was saying about connecting to the earth through your feet well if I went barefoot I am (laughs) going to be getting a fungal infection I cannot walk anywhere or touch anything and then the next thing is I've got tinea yeah no I I like to wear my shoes I don't get tinea but I used to when I was young when you go to public pools now as for the burping Yes. (laughs) Thoughts? Do you know how much I burp at home? No. Have you noticed that? I just, I thought it was some kind of acid reflux, but now I'm. Obviously energy. But now I'm thinking it's when all you guys are up here and annoying me and I start getting a bit hot and bothered because it's my quiet time and I think I'm burping to shift all that energy and get rid of it. (laughs) That's actually a really good point because we we infect your mind and your body with all of our problems and you have to Burp release it, it so that you don't take it on. <laughs> that's how that's how you stay so calm and I mean the listeners probably don't know this, I don't know if we've said this before, but we call you round the clock to tell you about all of our problems. But all of that healing, no, I think I think it was excellent. I actually, to be honest, the day after that healing, I had the best sleep of the last 12 months. I slept through the night without waking up for eight hours, which really? is pretty, and didn't take like a melatonin or anything, just, yeah, dead to the world for eight hours. But don't you think it was because it was a great therapy session rather than 
Or you really believe it was energy healing? I do believe in energy and like vibrational frequencies. I believe all of that. I, I, I know you must think I'm not your daughter, but I really do believe in it because I, okay, so I did this interview the other night with a, it's a travel podcast and I'll link to it when it comes out. It's called One Night in Bangkok. And I was talking about my love of Thailand and I actually haven't told you this, mum, but the legend goes that Koh Penyang, which is where I go every year, it is on a rose quartz, which is like um, a magical healing energy, crystal energy. Mm, And so that's why Copenhagen is like this, everyone that goes there and is like, they have like amazing spiritual experiences and have deep healing in a really short space of time. And so I really truly believe that because I've experienced it. Wow. Okay. I can't get the program, but okay. you know, whatever whatever floats your boat. I'm all for clearing up negative stale energy. Okay. I've drunken half a bottle of mineral water because I really, really wanted to get a burp in. Yeah. Like a big long burp. And it's not coming. I have literally sat here drinking half. So what I'll do is okay. I'll work myself up. Hang on, hang on, it might be coming. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting rid of everything (laughs) negative. Oh, my God. All right, let's end it there. If you made it this far, I'm hoping that you enjoyed the podcast. If you could subscribe and leave a five-star rating and review, that would be much appreciated. It really helps other people find the podcast. Not that I'm desperate or anything. See you next week.